tell you, I don't know how we stay quiet as we do sometimes uh, with uh, what we know, uh, what we know, and we know the truth of those songs that God is faithful. And uh, he didn't say we wouldn't have any tears, but he did say he'd wipe them away. And uh, thank God for that. Give us comfort. Uh, I want you to open your Bibles this morning, if you would, two places this morning uh, over in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4, and uh, then we want you to go to Hebrews chapter 11, and uh, we'll read, uh, we'll read uh, uh, 2 Corinthians first, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, we're just going to read one verse there, one verse, and uh, I want you to listen to this verse, and I want you to look at this old pod here this morning, and uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7, and the Bible said, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That's an earthen vessel there. That's what that is. That's, that's an earthen vessel. It said, We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. And then we want to go all the way to the book of Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to read a portion of a verse. And uh, the last two names we're not going to read. They're well-known names. But in verse 32, uh, Hebrews 11, verse 32, and uh, the writer says, And what shall I more say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah. Thank you. Be seated uh, this morning while we pray. Father, we come to you this morning. We thank you for the great singing this morning. Thank you, Lord. It's just good to be in God's house this morning. And, uh, Lord, we know some churches today that uh, their doors are closed and the people didn't get together in. Some of them didn't get nothing today and others had to watch online. And uh, we're thankful, Lord, that we were able to open the doors and people were able to assemble this morning. Lord, I know some preachers this morning, one my friend, Brother Charlie. I know some other preachers this morning that's not going to be able to do what I'm going to try to do here in a minute. They're not going to be able to preach this morning. And Lord, I thank you that I have the opportunity to stand and make an attempt, Lord, to preach God's Word this morning. Father, as we come today, uh, Lord, we're thankful for the church, the true church of Jesus Christ. No matter where it is, what name it goes under, there is one true church in this world that Christ loved and gave himself for. And we're thankful that we're a part of that, Lord. You didn't give yourself for those other false churches, Lord. But there is a true church, uh, Lord, in all different parts of the world today that, that your blood paid for and purchased, Lord, our redemption. And, uh, fathers, we come this morning, we... Claim a verse there in Hebrews that the Bible said we can boldly say the Lord is our helper. Lord, as we come on to the steps of this new year, not knowing what it will bring, uh, Lord, not, not knowing what we'll face, uh, Lord, not knowing what's going to happen out there in the future, we're thankful that we know God and we know He knows uh, all these things and we can put our faith and trust and confidence in Him. Lord, bless your people today. 
I think we're living in a time where that people don't need reproving and rebuking as much as they need exhorting and building up each other. And I pray this morning to encourage God's people today. Thank you that you've been saving some along, and I pray you might save one today. Lord, have your way in this service. Forgive me of all my shortcomings that you know every one of them still love me. And uh, Lord, I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me and fill me afresh and put some preaching in me and bring it out of me today and preach something into somebody else's heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hebrews chapter 11. We all know that, that that chapter is filled with a lot of witnesses. Matter of fact, if we read all the way down through 11th chapter and we started over the hill into chapter 12 and verse 1, the Bible said, Wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Now some people say that's talking about uh, folks that have died and went to heaven and maybe it is, I don't know. But I know for sure it's talking about this great list in Hebrews 11 uh, that the Bibles just give us name after name of all these uh, great witnesses there that the Bible gives us in Hebrews 11. And every single one of them, every one of them uh, was conquerors. Uh, uh, the Bible says that you and I are more than conquerors through him that loved us. But everybody we read about in Hebrews 11, they are all conquerors and they all conquered by faith. We know that because 15 times in the chapter it tells us by faith. By faith. And so how they overcome their trials and tribulations and troubles was they overcome them by faith. Now, when we look at this long list in Hebrews chapter 11, uh, we look down through there and going back and picking up what God said. Uh, God said that He had chosen to put His treasure in an earthen vessel. God has decided to put some good things in an earthen vessel. That earthen vessel is a picture of you and me. Uh, the Bible said God made Adam of the dust of the ground. Adam was a earthen vessel. God breathed unto him the breath of life, uh, and he became a living soul. Uh, now, I could have brought something more prettier to look at this morning, uh, uh, but you see, God wouldn't want us to see so much what he is going to put it in uh, as what was going to be in it. Uh, God was not so much concerned how pretty the outside was, uh, uh, but God is concerned about the good things on the inside. Uh, and uh, you know that tabernacle, that's where God lived in that tabernacle. Uh, and uh, you know the outside of that tabernacle was nothing to look at. Uh, uh, hanging all around that old tabernacle was old dried badger skins. Uh, and uh, wasn't nothing to look at on the outside. Uh, uh, but boy, if you got back in there and that holy hole is where God dwelt, uh, uh, they were something on the inside. Uh, God has chosen to put treasure 
in an earthen vessel. You say, what kind of treasure, Brother Rick? Well, what about the treasure of the Word of God? Uh, uh, the Bible said that we can hide God's Word in our heart. Uh, uh, we can have the treasure of God's Word uh, uh, inside these old earthen vessels. Amen. Uh, uh, what about the treasure of salvation? Thank God. Uh, uh, we can have that treasure inside uh, uh, these old uh, earthen vessels. Uh, what about the treasure of the Holy Spirit of God? Uh, uh, God has chosen uh, uh, to put that treasure of the Holy Spirit in earthen vessels. Amen. Isn't that good? Uh, amen. And so what God is saying is really God is saying I have, I have chosen uh, uh, to put my treasure in an earthen vessel. Uh, now, when we read down through Hebrews chapter 11, everyone in there, every person in Hebrews chapter 11 is an earthen vessel. And every one of them, now you can't see it, I don't guess from back there, but if you got up close, you might say this sermon ain't worth 10 cents. Well, it's worth $25. That's what that cost me. And I got to witness to a lady where I got it at. And uh, I think she'll come to church. I, I think they'll come sometime. But you can't see this, but it's got cracks all in it. And there's cracks all in that vessel. God has chosen to put His treasure in cracked pots. And in Hebrews chapter 11, all we have there is a bunch of cracked pots. There's nobody, nobody in the chapter hardly uh, that you can't see their cracks. With the exception of Abel, it's hard to find a crack in Abel. Uh, it's hard. He got them, but it's hard to see them. It's hard to find a crack in Enoch. Enoch walked with God and he was translated and you can't find much wrong with Enoch. Uh, but everybody else down through that list... Uh, they got cracks, big cracks, uh, and they show. Amen. Uh, uh, you see, you can see them cracks on the inside more than you can the outside. They're on the outside, uh, uh, but they're still there. But every one of them, you take old, you take old Noah there. Boy, Noah's got some cracks. Uh, uh, he's a great man. By faith, he built a ship. By faith, he saved his family. Uh, uh, but Noah's got some cracks. You say, what are they? Well, get over there in chapter 9. After he, after that ark landed, the Bible said he planted a vineyard uh, and it growed up grapes and he made some wine and he got drunk, the Bible said. Uh, that's a crack there in that vessel. Amen. Uh, uh, we talk about Abraham. Abraham, uh, a great man of faith, father of faith, uh, uh, father of a promised son. Uh, uh, but yet we look in Abraham's life uh, and uh, him and Sarah, they decided to help God out and he went into Hagar and that's why we got this mess going on in the world today is Abraham had a crack, amen, in his pot. Uh, and uh, we can go on down through there and talk about all the others and every one of them. We talk about Moses. Uh, uh, Moses killed a man uh, all the way down through there. We talk about Rahab. She was a harlot. Uh, what I'm saying is every pot's got a crack in it. Uh, and all that you and I are is a bunch of crack pots. Uh, uh, the world's been calling that, us that for a long time. Uh, 
Uh, but I want you to know that that's what God said. God said, I've chosen to put my treasure in a bunch of old cracked pots. Amen. Uh, but here's my sermon this morning, if God will help me preach it. Uh, here's my sermon this morning. I want you to go now to the book of Judges, and we'll be there for the rest of the sermon. Uh, but here's my sermon. Uh, listen, here's my sermon that cracked pots uh, can still hold something. Amen. Crackpots can still hold something. Matter of fact, I, I wouldn't have a bit of problem filling this thing full of water, and I bet you it wouldn't leak a drop, but it's cracked. Uh, you say, what are you saying? Well, we're all a bunch of crackpots. Uh, amen. Uh, uh, but thank God we can still have a little good in us. Aren't you glad for that? I am this morning. Uh, I want you to look in the Word of God, and I won't, I'm not going to take these as they're listed in the book of Hebrews. Uh, uh, because it'll be easier for me if I take them in chronological order. But we're going to talk about four men uh, this morning. They all got cracks. Uh, they're all cracked pots, uh, uh, but they're able to hold something. Uh, uh, they're all cracked pots, but they still got something good in them. Amen. Uh, I want you to look in Judges 4, verses 1 through 9, uh, and we're going to talk about a man named Barak. Uh, Something about that name I don't like. I hadn't figured it out yet. Uh, but we're going to talk about a man named Barak. Amen. Uh, and the Bible said there in Judges 4 and verse 1, uh, And the children of Israel again, again, did evil in the sight of the Lord uh, when Elihu was dead. Uh, now I'm not changing the Bible. I'm not uh, politicking this morning. Uh, uh, but I believe that it could write in there and it'd be true. Uh, I believe it could write in there uh, uh, that the children of the United States did evil again uh, uh, when they got rid of their president. Uh, uh, amen. Uh, I, I had a man loved Israel. Had a man stood for God. Uh, had a man stood up for the church. Uh, uh, but they didn't look like they didn't want him. Maybe uh, still small chance there. But the Bible said they did evil again uh, in the sight of the Lord. Isn't that, uh, isn't that our story? Uh, uh, Rick did evil again. Uh, So-and-so did evil again. Uh, uh, there's always that again in the life of a sinner. But the Bible said in verse 2, And the Lord sold him. Uh, uh, you know what might be going on today in our world? Uh, uh, we may have done evil in the sight of the Lord. Uh, all the world's done evil. Uh, uh, but I'll tell you, our country's done evil. Uh, uh, they voted uh, legislation for same-sex marriage that God says an abomination. Uh, uh, they've killed babies one right after the other by the multiplied millions. Uh, our nation is an evil nation. Uh, and I'm going to make this statement this morning. Uh, I don't know how things are going to go this week, uh, uh, but if they go a certain way, I think that I would be safe in saying that we can, uh, uh, we can faithfully assume uh, that the judgment of God is on this nation. Amen. Uh, I hate to say that, but you know what? Uh, uh, you can't sin in the face of God uh, in a straight line and go on and on uh, without sooner or later having to face up to the judgment of God. Uh, and the Bible said, and God sold them. Uh, 
under the hand of Jabed. Uh, did you know that God could sell us uh, into the hands of China, into the hands of Russia? God could sell us. Uh, uh, yes, sir, he could. Uh, uh, and don't think he wouldn't do that. Uh, and we read on down through there. And the Bible said, And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. Uh, oh, children, no matter what happens, don't quit crying to the Lord. Uh, uh, listen, no matter how dark it gets, how black it gets, how hopeless it looks, uh, don't quit crying to the Lord. Uh, uh, you say, why? Because even in the, most, uh, even in the worst times, uh, uh, we must not forget we serve a merciful God uh, and a tender-hearted God uh, uh, that might hear His children when they cry. Amen. Uh, and the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, for He had 900 chariots of iron. That was an unheard of thing back then to have an iron chariot. Uh, Twenty years he mightily oppressed the children of Israel. Twenty years! Uh, we've been dealing with this thing not even a year yet. Twenty years he mightily oppressed the children of Israel. And Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, she judged Israel at that time. Now here we have the only female judge that Israel ever had. And the reason they got a female judge uh, is because the men had got so sorry uh, that there was no good men to lead the country and God had to use a woman. Amen. Uh, I tell you, it's a bad sign upon a nation uh, uh, when they have to get a woman to lead the nation. Amen. Uh, uh, no, sir, I tell you, uh, we've been going downhill for a long time. Uh, uh, but the more and more that, that we give up places that ought to be for men, uh, uh, the more and more we give it up to women, the farther and farther we go down. Uh, uh, because there's just some things that a man ought to do uh, and there's some things that a woman ought to do uh, and things just go better when both do the thing that God made them to do. Amen. Uh, and so the Bible said there was this woman judge named Deborah and the Bible said that Deborah uh, was leader of uh, the nation and she told her general uh, who is Barak there in verse 6 she sent and called Barak the son of Benaham of Kadesh uh, Nathan and said unto him hath not the Lord God of Israel commanded saying go and draw toward Mount Tabor and take with thee ten thousand men of the children of Nathan and all the children of Zebulun and I will draw unto thee to the river of Keres of Sesari, the captain of Jabin's army with his chariots and his multitude and I will deliver him unto thy hand Watch it. And Barak said unto her, If thou wilt go with me, then will I go. But if thou wilt not go with me, then I will not go. And she said, I will surely go with thee, notwithstanding the journey that thou takest shall not be for thine honor, for the Lord shall sail Sisera under the hands of a woman. And Deborah rose and went with Barak to Kadesh. Uh, now Barak was a good man. Don't take me wrong. Uh, uh, he was a good general. He was a man of uh, a man of, of character and means. Uh, uh, but you know what? Uh, he had a crack in his pot. Uh, uh, you say what was the crack? 
His crack was fear. Amen. Did you know a lot of people in the world today, a lot of people right now, a lot of saved people, a lot of people in this church, that they're good people, they love God, they got good character. But you know, we're living in a time where we all have got a crack in our pot. And you know what the crack is? Fear, fear, fear. Amen. The Bible said the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But to fear a lot of these other things that we're so afraid of, we're living in such a society of fear that we fear meeting, coming and going. We're living in such a time of fear. And I want you to know, listen, that Barak was a good man, but he had some fear in his life of doing what God told him to do. She's already got the battle plan. She's already got thousands of troops. She's already told him what's going to happen. But he says, I won't go unless you go with me. That's pretty bad when a man tells a woman. I mean, I could see a woman telling a man, I won't go if you go with me. But that'd be like somebody breaking in my house at night and I roll over to my wife and I'll say, I'll go if you'll go in front of me. Amen. It shows an inward fear. It shows his reluctance to do what God's told him to do. Folks, listen. That's a crack in his pot. Amen. Uh, Reluctant to do what God told him to do. Uh, I believe what God has told us to do. uh, And we know plainly we're not guessing about it. Somebody else hadn't told us about it. Uh, uh, We know what God's told us to do. Uh, We don't need to be reluctant in doing it. That's a crack. Notice how she rebuked him. She rebuked him in verse 9. She said, all right, I'll go. She said, I'll go, but if thou will, he said, I'll go, but thou takest, thou journey shall not be for thine honor. She said, I'll go with you, but you ain't going to get no glory out of it. Said the glory is going to be given to women. You know what happened? They went over there and they got in that battle and they come down there with them armed chariots and God overflowed the river and washed the chariot wheels off and God gave them the battle and Cesarea, the leader of the other army, he takes off running and he runs into the tent of a woman named Jahel. He picked the wrong woman. He picked the wrong tent. And he went in there and he said, bring me some water, give me some water. She's a smart woman. She gives him milk. You say, why is she giving milk? Well, I don't know about you, but when I can't go to sleep, I drink a glass of milk and it usually works. She gave him a big glass of probably warm milk and you know what happened? He went sound to sleep. And you know what she did? She took matters into her own hands. A hammer in one hand, a nail in the other hand, and she slipped in there where he was sleeping. You can read it in your Bible. I mean, uh, true, true stranger than fiction, you'd be amazed what's in that Bible. 
And she takes that nail and puts it on his temple and she hits that nail and drives it through there and that's where we come up with the saying hitting the nail on the head. She pinned him to the ground and then it looks like she beat his brains out. You know who the honor of that thing went to? It went to Deborah and Jerael. Why? Because Barak's got some cracks in his pot. He's afraid. But you can have a crack in your pot and still get some recognition from God. Nobody's got a perfect pot. They all got cracks in them. But aren't you glad that you don't have to be a perfect pot to still get some recognition from God? You say, where's the recognition at? We read it over there in Hebrews. He said, time would fail me to tell of Barak. He's talking about people of faith. Uh, Did you know you can have faith uh, and still have fear? We all got it. We all got it. It's cracking our pot. But I'm glad God uses crack pots. Look over, if you will, Judges 6. Judges 6. And the Bible said, watch it. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Medians seven years. And the United States of America did evil in the sight of the Lord. And God only knows how long we're turned over to this thing. Amen. You say, well, well, brother Rick, I don't believe this is a judgment of God. I do. And you can believe, you're, you're free to believe what you want to believe. I believe this thing's a judgment sent from God on the whole world and on our nation. Did you know in the Bible whenever God would bring judgment upon a nation that He would use the most wicked people to do it? People like China. People don't believe in God. God uses them to bring judgment on His people but they're not going to get off the hook. God's going to take care of them when He gets through judging His people. Amen. But there they are again, same shape. And the hand of media prevailed against Israel. Do you know that when God ain't for you, you can't win? When God is when God is against you, you can't win. But if God's for you, you can't lose. God's against them right here. And the Bible said down in verse eleven, there came an angel of the Lord and said under an oak which was in Ophrah, that pertained to Joash the Asperite and his son Gideon threshed wheat. There's old Gideon down there, and Gideon's down there. He's actually hid in a cave because them Midianites would, about the time crops would come in, they would come and raid. They would get all the crops, they would get everything, they wouldn't leave anything, and God would give them over in the hand to do that. 
And old Gideon's down there threshing wheat. Gideon's down there working hard. Gideon's down there trying to do something for his family. Gideon's a good man, a godly man, a faithful man. But Gideon's got a crack in his pot. You say, what's a crack in his pot? Well, the Bible said Gideon threshed wheat by the wine press. And the Bible says that Gideon was a worker. Amen. You say, is that a crack in his pot? No, that's a good thing. God don't call lazy people. Amen. I used to have a lady that always come to me and she'd say, I wish God would call my husband to preach. I said, you're crazy, you're nuts. I said, one reason God ain't going to call him to preach because of you. You say, which one is she? Well, she don't come here no more. <laughs> God don't call lazy people. God calls people that's got a worth ethnic about them. God calls people uh, that's, that's not slothful, that's not lazy, uh, not slouching around. God calls people that's working. And listen, Gideon is working. God goes to him. That's, that's a good thing in Gideon's side. But Gideon's a warrior. Look what God says. God says to Gideon, The angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Let me just stop right here and say this. God can be with you when you think he ain't nowhere around. And God can be with you when you're laying in a unit with COVID. God can be with you when you've buried family members and you think, where's God at? God can be with you. You don't understand God's plan, but God's there. Amen. And Gideon's down there and he said, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Can I tell you how you see yourself? May not be the way God sees you. You may see yourself as nothing. Useless. Like Brother Lance testified, that's exactly the way we ought to feel about ourselves. But God looks at us in a different way. And Gideon said unto the Lord, My Lord, if the Lord be with us, why is all this befallen us? Anybody said that in the last six months? If God's for us, why is all this going on? If God's for us, why is churches shut down? Why is all this going on if God's for us? God is for them. He was allowing all this to go on. And he said, and where be all the miracles? You ever wonder about that? The Lord... He said, which our fathers told us, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us unto the hands of the Midianites. Verse 14, And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor. Did God say anything about money? God say anything about needing somebody to finance the project? You see, Gideon's a warrior. He's a warrior. 
You know, you can have faith, you can love God, you can be saved, but you can have a big crack in your pot that you are a worrier. You worry about everything. Amen. Brother Epps used to say, why pray when you can worry? Well, it ought to be the other way. Amen. Why worry when you can pray? Amen. We need to have a little faith in God and believe God. Amen. You see, Gideon had faith. But it's weak. You say, how do you know it's weak? Because here's his crack right here. Here's his crack. Over in verse 37 of chapter 6, Gideon said, all right, Lord, I'll go. Behold, I'll put a fleece in the floor. I'll go, Lord, but I like to have a little sign. Lord, I'll go. I, I believe you, Lord, but just to make sure I will lay this thing down. And he said, I want to lay this fleece down and it's wet. The dew's going to fall on it and make it wet, but if, if in the morning it be dry, then I'll know, God, you want me to go. So he laid it down wet. Next morning he picked it up and it was dry. And Gideon said, Lord, I want to lay it down dry this time and if it's wet then I'll know it's you, Lord. Anybody ever laid out any fleece for God? You say, is God against that? He may not be against it, but He ain't real for it. He would much rather you just to say, God, I'll go. I, I don't need no sign. I got your word. I, I, God, I don't need to feel nothing. I got your word. I, I, God, I don't need nothing. I'll just go because you said go. Amen. Gideon got a little crack there. But when you read the story, God used him to win the battle. Aren't you glad that even though you got a crack in your pot, God can still use you? Amen. Aren't you glad you don't have to be perfect? Because I'm going to tell you, there ain't nobody perfect. Preacher asked one day, says, anybody here think you're perfect? If you do, stand up. The man stood up. He said, sir, you think you're perfect? He said, no, but my wife said she is. <laughs> Nobody perfect. We all got a bunch of cracks in our pot. But aren't you glad God can still use a bunch of old crack pots? Amen. Let's look, go over to Judges 11. Judges 11. There's a man there by the name of Jephthah. Chapter 1, verse 11. Now Jephthah the Gideonite was a mighty man of valor. And he was a son of a harlot. And Gilead begot Jephthah. Je and Gilead's wife bare him sons, and his wife's sons grew up, and they thrust him out. Now here we got, here we got Jephthah. The Bible said he is a mighty man of valor. Did you know you can be a mighty man of valor? You still have cracks in your pot. 
Amen. You see, Jephthah's an interesting fellow. Jephthah, he's not like he's not like Gideon. Jephthah is a man with a bad background. His pot's full of cracks. You say, what do you mean? Well, the Bible said that he come from a bad family. Aren't you glad you can come from a bad family? And your family be full of cracks. But God can still use you. Amen. Aren't you glad your dad can be a drunkard? Your mother can be a drug addict. Uh, you can live in split up homes. You can have the worst background ever was. You can have a pot that's cracked all to pieces. Uh, and God can still use you. Amen. The Bible said Jephthah was the son of a harlot. What about that? You say, what's that mean? His mother was a prostitute. Big crack in his pot. God still used him. The Bible says that when he grew up, that his mother's other sons, his half-brothers, I guess, they thrust him out. They wouldn't even let him live with them. Family. All messed up. And then the Bible said he left home. Who wouldn't? They thrust him out. They made him leave home. I understand why some young people leave home. I understand why some of them run off. Because you don't know what they have to deal with at home. Amen. And some young people, the streets is a better place to sleep than at home. Some young people, a stranger, will treat them better than their own mother and their own father. Amen. And there Jephthah is. He's got a bad family. Not only does he have a bad family, but he chooses some bad friends. Look there, the Bible says, there that he said, and there were gathered vain men unto Jephthah. Vain men. Wicked men, ungodly men. They gathered there to him. You know what happened to him? He got with the wrong crowd. You know what's happened to a lot of young people that got with the wrong crowd. And I've noticed this in carrying kids to youth camp. Birds of a feather, feather flock together. And I promise you, I could take the worst kid that we ever took to youth camp. I've watched it happen. I can take them to youth camp, let them out where three or four hundred other kids are out running around everywhere, and within 30 minutes they'll find the other meanest kid at that camp. They'll do it every time. Jephthah got with some bad friends. Did you know it's important who your friends are? Young people as well as old people. Watch who you run around with. Watch who your friends are. Amen. So his family's bad. His friends are bad. But you know what Jephthah's main crack is? God overcome all that stuff. God still used him. But you know what Jephthah did? He did a foolish thing. Look in verse 21. He goes down. God's going to send him out to the battle. It's a wonderful story. You ought to read it. I don't have time to read it all today. 
But in verse 21, then Jael, Heber's wife, oh, I'm one chapter over. Let me get over here where I need to be. Over there in uh, Judges, uh, uh, thank you, sir, 11. And the Bible said in verse 30, And Jephthah vowed a vow unto the Lord, and said, If thou shalt withal fail, deliver the children of Amnon in my hand, then it shall be that whatsoever cometh forth out of the door of my house to meet me when I return in peace from the children of Ammon shall surely be the Lord's, and I will offer it for a burnt offering to the Lord. You say, what is it? Jephthah's main crack is not his family. His main crack is not his bad friends. Uh, his main crack is he does something foolish. God didn't ask him to bow nothing. God was already with him. Did you know that it's good to bow things to the Lord sometimes? We'll have to say this for him. What he vowed, he paid. He paid his vow. A lot of people make vows to the Lord they never pay. The first church pew that was bought up there in that building when we bought church pews, I preached one morning on vows. There was a gambler there that morning. I knew him. I knew he was a gambler. And he come down to the there and motioned me to come down there. And I, re, I said, what you need? He said, I want to buy the first pew. I want to give the first $500 to buy the first pew. I, I said, well, I appreciate that. But I said, why would you do that? He said, one night I was in a jam. I mean, I was in a jam. I, and I told God if he'd get me out of that jam, I, I, I'd do something one day. I'd give something to him one day. And he said, God spoke to me. And I'm paying that vow today. Lost man. You got saved people won't even pay their vows. Amen. I used to have a check I carried around with me. A boy used to come to this church. And uh, I remember the morning he should have got saved. He was sitting right in the back back there where John and them are. And, and sitting back there with a friend. And I preached that morning. When do prodigals come home? God got a hold of that boy. God ripped the heart out of that boy. I could see him shaking from up here, but he didn't come up that day. He didn't get saved that day. Before that next week was out, he'd beat a man to death. The man said something bad about his mother. They were all drinking. They were all drinking and, 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 and rambling and and one guy got drunk and he said something about his mother and he flew off and beat him to death. He went to prison. Did you know he wrote me the whole time he was in prison? And you know, I don't know how much they make in prison. It ain't much. Because you know, he'd send his tithe check every month. And I'd held it up many a time. I said, now here's a guy... Here's a guy in prison. Here's a guy that beat a man to death. Here's a guy that society can't trust. And I said he sends his ties in from prison every month. And I said some of you sitting here, you ain't never paid your ties. 
Amen. We're starting the year off right. Go. You ain't never paid your tithes. And society thinks you can be trusted because you walked through that door. And the Bible said you robbed God. Amen. Jephthah made a foolish vow. Jephthah said, Lord, if you'll give me the battle, the Lord's already going to give it to him. It's like people say, Lord, I'd confess you. I'd claim salvation if you'd do this or if you'd do that. You're foolish. You're foolish. God's already said it in His Word. You don't need no fleece. And you don't, you don't need to vow something you'll do to God if He'll do something else. God has already done what He's going to do. He gave His Son on the cross of Calvary. He don't need you to give nothing. He don't need you to bargain nothing. He don't need you to vow nothing. He just needs you to trust His Son and believe on His Word. It's a crack in the pot foolishness. But you know the Bible said all foolishness is sin. I sin a lot I go on with a lot of foolishness. The Bible said a merry heart doeth good. Brother Epps preached here one night. Y'all know how Brother Epps preaches. And I had him one night. I had to, I was sitting I was sitting right here, and the preacher that was preaching bombed out. And he was done, but he wouldn't quit. Y'all don't know what it's like to be a moderator. And I'm sitting here thinking of 300 people in here packed. I'm thinking, oh Lord, what am I going to do? This thing's bombed out. We still got another preacher to go. And about that time, David Epps come through that door back there. God said, there's your answer. He walked in. I said, Brother Epps, would you come up and preach for us? And man, he got to preaching and going on with all that old foolishness sometimes he goes on with. The whole crowd perked up and was laughing and carrying on. And after, after, after that, an old man come up to me and he said, Brother Rick, he said, I tell you, that Brother Epps, he said, he, he's better than a comedian. He said he could have been a comedian if he hadn't wanted to been a preacher. And he said, but Brother Rick, you know, the Bible said, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. I said, yeah, just remember one thing, brother, you can't overdose on medicine. You can get too much. You got to balance it out. Amen. And Jephthah did a foolish thing. I've done a lot of foolish things in my life. I've done a lot of foolish acts, foolish things. I had a lot of cracks in my pot. But God still used me. God still able to put something good in it. You know, if this thing's broken all to pieces, you can still put something in it. The lady asked me yesterday, she said, what are you going to do with that, put flowers in it? I said, no, ma'am, I'm going to use it for a sermon. She said, a sermon? I said, yes, ma'am. And she said, tell me about it. I said, I'd be glad to. She heard it before y'all did. <laughs> Amen. Jephthah. Let's look one more this morning. Judges 13, 25. You probably know him better than you know Barak or Jephthah or even Gideon. 
And go over to Judges 13 and look at verse 24. And the Bible said, The woman bare a son, and she called his name Samson. And the child grew, and the Lord blessed him. That's good when a child grows and the Lord blesses him. And the Spirit of the Lord began to move in him at times in the camp of Dan between Zohar and Estel. Now Samson's right the opposite of Jephthah. Jephthah's got a bad mother. She's a harlot. He's got a bad stepdad, bad brothers. Jephthah comes from a bad family. But Samson's right the opposite. He comes from a godly mom and a godly dad. You come from a godly mom and a godly dad, you ought to thank the Lord. Samson was a miraculous birth. Amen. He come from a wonderful, godly family. Had the right teaching. Had the right preaching. Had seen his mom and dad pray. Been around godly people. Samson was one of God's great men. Amen. But Samson had a crack in his pot. Amen. What did God say? I've chosen to put my treasure in earthen vessels. That's you and me. Thank God you don't have to be perfect. Thank God He uses pots that don't look like much full of cracks, rough on the outside, nothing to look at. Ain't none of us nothing to look at. But we get God in us with something to listen to. Amen. Amen. Well, he started out right. The Spirit of God began to move at times. Look at verse four, chapter 14, verse 1. And Samson went down to Timnah. Watch that Timnah stuff. And he saw a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. He had a good start. Good parents grew up in church. Grew up knowing the things of God. He had a good start. A lot of young people have a good start. I sometimes try to encourage people that's got children that are in the far country and not serving God and away from God. I sometimes try to encourage them because I'll say, look, I know some people that brought their children up right, taught them right. They got under right preaching, right teaching, good mom, good dad, grandparents. And they're way, way out there in the far country. After they got to a certain place in their life, they went away. But I said, I know, I know some people that didn't, never did, went to youth camp, never been in a revival, didn't, wouldn't know what a Bible study is, never heard a prayer in their home, and they're living for God now, later on in their life. Listen, don't give up on your child. It ain't over till it's over. Uh, God can use even old pots that are cracked of the worst kind. Amen. Uh, God can use them. Samson had a good start. But then the Bible says sin came in his life. That's always a problem. Samson went down to Timtha and saw a woman. Cracking Samson's pot. He has, he has two problems. One is he's a womanizer. 
He's a womanizer. Two is he's hot-tempered. Brother Mark's teaching about temper this morning. He's hot-tempered. He'd blow up and do something stupid before he even thought about it. I always like what Brother Sheets said. Brother Sheets always said this, before you blast off, count down. Before you blast off, count down. One lady said, Preacher, I do have a hot head. I do have a bad anger. But I, I, I just blow up and it's all over with in a minute. He said, So's a shotgun blast, lady, but it tears everything all to pieces. You know what the Bible says about people that are hot-headed? They're foolish. You say, Preacher, I'm hot-headed. Well, you're foolish. You say, I can't help it. No, but God can. You'd pray about it and turn it over to the Lord. He'd help you with that hot head. Amen. Happy New Year. And the Bible said he came up and he told his father and mother and said, I seen a woman in Timpha, the daughters thereof. Get her for me. He's a spoiled brat. They get him everything he wants. Every now and then there's a little two-letter word that's hard to say, but you need to get it in your vocabulary. If you're a parent or a grandparent, every now and then you need to say, No! And they're going to say, Why? And your answer is, Because I told you so. That's worked for years. My mother and father used to tell me that. Still working. Amen? Well, I can tell none of y'all's never done that. And though there Samson is, he starts out well, he gets sin in his life. But then he gets a, a wonderful thing happens. He goes down to sleep in Delilah's lap. We won't go through all that. She gives him, she gives him a, a burr haircut. He loses his power, he loses his strength. The Philistines come upon him, they punch out his eyes, they put him down there grinding. But the Bible says a wonderful thing. I can read it and feel the power of God in it. Verse 22 said, How be it the hair of his head begin to grow again? Pots cracked all to pieces. But there's still something down in there. He's blind. He's pushing that old wheel. He's grinding that wheat. You wouldn't think there's God within a million miles of him. God's still in there. Do you know you can have a pot cracked all two pieces? But if God's ever been in there, He's still in there. Boy, I love the way that thing ends. The Bible said in verse 28, And Samson called unto the Lord and said, Oh, Lord God, remember me. Yes, sir, he never forgets anybody. If he's ever known you, he'll always know you. He said, remember me. I pray thee, strengthen me. I pray thee only this once. Oh God, that I may once avenge of the Philistines my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two pillars upon which the house stood and on which it was bore up of the one with his right hand, the other with his left hand. And Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might. 
And the house fell upon all his lords. You say, poor old Samson. Poor old Samson, he's a crackpot. And what shall I more say? God, as the writer says, what shall I more say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, just an old crackpot. Time would fail me to tell of Barak, just an old scaredy cat crockpot. Time would fail me to tell of Samson and Jephthah, just old crackpot. But God put them in the hall of faith. Everybody in there is a crackpot. I'm glad I'm a crackpot. Because you know the only kind of pots God uses? Crackpots. He didn't come to call the perfect pots he come to call the crack pots one other thing and I'm done did you know if the pots cracked bad enough and you put a light down in it did you know the light will shine through the crack Y'all ain't going to shout, I'll shout for you. Did you know even if it's cracked bad and you put the water in it, it'll run out through them cracks. Amen. Amen. You know, I had this thought. You said, I thought you said you was done. I lied. Cracked. Forgive me, Lord. You know, I had this thought sitting out in the, my wife's she shack. Sitting out there, been talking to the Lord for a long time. And this thought come from me, Caleb, I believe it's from God. <clears throat> and the thought come to me and God, Jesus said, did you ever notice where I did my greatest works? I did my greatest works in famines. I did my greatest work in sick rooms. I did my greatest work at funerals. God said, open your eyes and watch me work during all this. Lord, I thank you this morning. I'm thankful, Lord, that you 